Hi, this is Jackie Russo. I'm the host of Razor Branding Podcast. If it's your first time listening, thanks so much for downloading. I hope you subscribe and stick around. Yeah, Razor Branding Podcast is produced every Monday. You can subscribe through our website, razorbranding.org, through iTunes. Uh, you can even put it into your RSS feed. For more information, go to that website, razorbranding.org. Follow me on Twitter, at Jackie Russo, J-A-C-I-R-U-S-S-O. All the links are in the show notes, as well as anything else you need to know about each episode. If you don't like what is being said, change the conversation. Hi, this is Jackie Russo with Razor Branding Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to talk about crowdsourcing. Now, you've probably heard about all the great things about crowdsourcing. Uh, you can go to websites and pay just a few dollars and have dozens, if not hundreds, of designers compete for your business to design a logo for you. You can go to agencies that don't have any staff full-time. Everything they do is uh, almost acting as a dating service between you and designers, copywriters, programmers, and they crowdsource all of the work. So there's some benefits, right? It gives people a chance to get some professional work under the belt if they're a student. It gives you a chance to connect with talent in a very inexpensive way. But really, when it comes to building a brand, you can't crowdsource that. You can't expect someone to stay on brand, be contained within a brand message, stick to brand standards. All of those things are gone when you start crowdsourcing. There's really about seven main reasons why you just can't crowdsource your brand. Uh, The first is strategy. So everything you do should be built on some sort of platform of strategy. So if you're doing some sort of a new brand identity or logo, um, if you are updating and you know re- evolving your brand identity or logo, that's all got to be within a strategic level. So if someone doesn't know your customer base, if they don't know what your company's about, if they've never seen your products or services, how are they going to design um, some sort of a brand identity to represent who you are? All that they're going to be getting for feedback is what you tell them, well, you, one single source. So that work at really to build that strategic platform isn't being done. So we're kind of losing that element of knowing who the consumer is and communicating with them through your logo in a specific way. So strategically, crowdsourcing is not effective when it comes to building a brand. Number two is the consumer. If you want to really get to know who the consumer is, you want whoever's doing your work, uh, your ad campaign, your logo, your messaging, your website, they should know your consumer because that's who they're trying to talk to. So if they're in the silo over in wherever it is they live and they're just designing for you without interacting with that consumer and getting to know that that target audience, then you're not going to have that connection being made. You're going to lose out on your work connecting with your target audience because it's being crowdsourced. Number three is pay. Okay, so when it comes down to it, most people use this crowdsourcing method as a way to save money. It's a way to get it cheap. Uh, And so they have a contest, they encourage students or recent graduates to earn some work for their portfolio, and it's great. So you're doing it cheap. You're getting it for hundreds of dollars instead of tens of thousands of dollars. Well, this falls under the old adage of you get what you pay for. So are you sure you want the cheapest person out there building the brand that is the face 
of your company. Uh, it's kind of like, do you want the cheapest guy building a bridge that you then have to drive across? Do you want the cheapest guy building the plane that you're going to fly on? You don't want to put the fate of your country in the hands of the lowest bidder. And in this case, the artist hasn't even bid. They're just hoping that you like their work enough that they get paid. It's a contest for them. So you're, you're getting free work out of it, basically. Next is experience. So most of the people who participate in these crowdsourcing competitions are students putting it into their portfolio or hobbyists, and they're self-taught. They haven't really gone through the training and the licensing and the processes necessary to excel at their position. So I'm not sure if that's who you really want uh, taking a shot at a first-time project for you. You're going to want professionals that are really doing it right. How about trademark? Do you think that the people who are doing your crowdsource project are going through the research necessary to make sure that what they're proposing to you is unique and customized and trademarkable. What happens if you go through the whole process, you have the artist compete, you pick the winning design, you're very excited about it, you start using it, and you find out later, maybe because you didn't hire an attorney, so you find out through use that it's already owned by somebody else and you violated their trademark by using their work. What if the artist, whom you don't even know, because the whole thing's been anonymous, knowingly gives you work because it's out of market and they think you'll never see it? Uh, That's a problem. So you're going to want to make sure that somebody's following the right steps, that whatever is used by you can actually be owned by you. Ownership is another part. Who owns the work? Do you own it? Does the artist create it? Federal law says the person who creates the art owns the art. So you better make sure that you've got the rights assigned to you or else you're going to have a big old problem later. Recycling. All too often, work gets recycled. Uh, designers just go back into the vault and pull something up they did for somebody a couple of years ago and use it again. Uh, something that a real client may have rejected. So you don't want to get into that uh, bear trap at all. And then last but not least, the seventh reason is research. So great logos are great because they're researched, well-researched. Discussions are had with every level of employee at the company, with consumers past and present, target audience, competition. Everything is done to make sure that this is going to work for you. And really, we believe quality comes from quantity. So it's got to be designed designed again, and designed some more until we come up with that right winning formula. So you don't want to take somebody's first stab at it because that's what they've done. They designed one and sent it in. Well, that's probably not going to be the winning one. You've got to really grind it out. You've got to winnow it down. You've got to work and work and work on it until you get to the one that's really right. So when you think about crowdsourcing, the benefits, absolutely you get lots of different people So lots of different styles and aesthetics, and it's inexpensive. Those are two big pluses. But when you think about these seven negatives, I don't know if you're really getting your money's worth. In this case, the negatives are going to outweigh the positives. So when you think about crowdsourcing your brand, uh, and that goes for posting stuff up on Facebook and asking for the opinion of all your Facebook friends. Are they vested in giving you the right answer? Are they your target audience? You want to make sure that the opinions you get are those that really have the expertise that it's a professional opinion and not just somebody anonymously or blindly throwing an answer out there without any skin in the game or repercussions if it's not right. You want the work 
done. And you want somebody to work at it that cares about it and makes it right. So maybe crowdsourcing isn't the right way to proceed with your brand. Thanks for listening to Raise Your Branding Podcast. Hope this episode was time well spent. Please join us again next week. A new episode comes out each Monday. If you already subscribe through iTunes, great. Otherwise, you can go to raiseyourbranding.org, get each episode, the show notes, the links, as well as uh, you can subscribe through your RSS feed. So I hope you'll join us next week and continue to uh, enjoy Razor Branding Podcast.